Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast, the Sick Podcast with me, Kelly Singh. Looking forward to diving into a handful of topics, so let's get into it. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh. The sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be sick. Just kidding. Maybe. Kind of. Uh, as you can see, I am not at my home studio. I am in Orange, California at the Trophy Smack headquarters where I work day to day. It's my day job. And um, I'm here doing what I love to do, marketing, leading a team, tweeting it out, and here I am taking a break to podcast and be here with you. So grateful to my production team who puts up with my shenanigans and my time constraints to let me still come on here and ramble with you. And I'm going to be sharing some direct quotes from some of you. So again, thank you for participating, for tweeting, for watching. I'm so grateful to have you here along on this crazy journey. Um, Today, I have a repeat guest back with us, Donnie Druin beat reporter for SI's Fan Nation for the Arizona Cardinals. You can find him on Twitter at Donnie Druin. Donnie, what up? How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. It's been a a very busy week. I'm launching a brand new product line here at work. And if anybody is in marketing, they know what a huge undertaking that can be. So I'm not sleeping very much. But doing this makes me feel very excited. And having you, my new bestie, um, on again is really exciting. How's your week going? Very busy. Uh, Extremely busy. Uh, The Cardinals are in Los Angeles this weekend, so I will be making the trip up there. Uh, My lovely wife will be accompanying me as well. So shout out to her for dealing with me for an entire car ride to and from. I, I can't fathom doing that. Well, my sympathies to her. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, And thank you to her for allowing you to take a time out and pop in on the show as busy as you are. How cool it is that you guys are going to get in the car and go live to the game. I know you mentioned you get to do that when it's, you know, within, within a certain reason, ratio, area. Yeah, definitely. I think because um, uh, I went to the Las Vegas game and then obviously the Los Angeles game is available too. Um, I could have gone to the Mexico City game, the the Monday night game against the 49ers after this week, but figured with everything going on, I also do Suns coverage as well. Might want to you know, take my foot off the gas a little bit and kind of conserve my energy for the rest of football season. 
<laughs> I get that. I'm assuming that you've applied for press passes for the Super Bowl, no matter if the Cardinals play. <laughs> See, you, you, you already know me too well. I, I think with the Super Bowl being here in Glendale, how could you not, right? You know, even if they say mm -hmm. no, I mean, it's um, you know still a really cool position to find myself in. Granted. Uh, you know, back to, you know, what I wanted to be whenever I grew up and to even think I would be remotely in a position to be considered for that was a really cool thing. I hope that you get them. I hope that I get them. Um, and I hope that we will see you there. And I know that the Sick Podcast Network is planning on making a road trip and hopefully getting set up in Radio Row. So whether I have a press pass or whether I'm hanging out with my peeps, I'm going to be there. And I bet you will too. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. I don't know what made me think of that, but probably just the fact that you have just left the, um, I guess, where you would meet up and discuss the practice that was held today get all the news, all of the updates. But before we jump into that, I want to talk hard knocks in season, the Cardinals premiering. Um, it was on uh, yesterday, I believe the ninth. Mm -hmm. So I really love hard knocks. It's one of my favorite shows. I don't care which team is being featured. I think the aspect of the behind the scenes, even though now that I'm watching the Cardinals hard knocks, I'm like, that would never happen. <laughs> like they're practicing outside in the rain. Like mm -hmm. that would never happen. They would either cancel the practice or move to one of the indoor facilities. It's not like some practice facilities across the country that might be open all the time and they not have another option. I, that part, I was like, okay, that's some drama. <laughs> yeah. I think hard knocks did their best to kind of turn that into, cause they, they dragged that out for probably five to 10 minutes about, you know, it raining. Granted, they got some really good sound bites out of it, but right. um, you know, Arizona people, if it rains once a year, <laughs> you know, on, on the day that it rains, it's, all they talk about so that's true i mean it's um it's been fairly rainy this year which has been really interesting but that just made me think even more like they they would not be practicing outside but other than that i found it to be really uh interesting i did like seeing the whole um screaming at the sidelines as they were coming in d hop and kyler mm -hmm. and I thought that Cliff was more involved in that back and forth um, when it was shown live versus when it was shown in Hard Knocks. Um, I think live that that banter where it looked like Kyler was yelling to me, it looked like Kyler was yelling at Cliff. Um, and then when you watch it on Hard Knocks, you're like, oh, it really wasn't a thing. It was mostly just D-Hop saying he wanted to have more targets. And then Kyler's like, fine, I'll, you know, I'll get you the ball. It wasn't a thing. That, that's a really nice way of putting what Kyler said, yeah. <laughs> well, yes. But do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't – I played sports, um, you know, into my adulthood, and – 
I didn't find that to be as crazy um, once I heard the audio. Like seeing it with no audio while the game was happening, I'm like, oh my gosh, such drama, what's going on? And I didn't yep. even realize it was necessarily with between Hopkins and Murray. And then when I hear it with audio, I was like, that was such a non-thing. What did you, no, I, what did you take he, away? I think it was just two competitors trying to get on the same page. Mm -hmm. And there's obviously been a lot of frustration built up with this Cardinals offense through the first half of the season. And, um, you know, they seem to start slow out of the gates every single game. Then DeAndre Hopkins comes back and you see what Hopkins has been, been able excuse me, to provide the first two weeks he's been playing. So, you know, week number three rolls around. Uh, Murray doesn't find him on a route where he was completely open, where he should probably be the number one option anyway. Um, definitely understandable. I mean, everybody in the facility is absolutely tired of losing. And sometimes those plays can make a difference, um, you know, in, in the ultimate grand scheme of winning or losing a game. So, um, you know, there's no question DeAndre Hopkins wants to win. There's no questioning Kyler Murray and, you know, his will to win as well. So um, I think people definitely made a, a bigger deal out of it than it needed to be. But I, I think it didn't help that, like, Kyler's been spotted maybe three times before getting into heated interactions with Cliff Kingsbury. So I don't think that really did himself any favors by, you know, kind of engaging in that, but he doesn't care about the cameras. He wants to win and he's going to say what needs to be said in order for that to happen. That's true. 100%. Um, I, I like the angle that you bring to this because I'm watching it as a fan. I'm watching it sometimes with my marketing hat on, um, but mostly just as a fan. And, and as I saw it, like I said, when I saw it live, I was like, Ooh, and then when I saw it on hard knocks, I was like, well, eh. I, I think you made a good point too, because with no audio, you don't really know what's being said. So some people will, you know, try to downplay it. Others will, you know, assume the very worst thing possible is being said. So you, you really don't know until you get that audio. And of course we'll talk to, Cliff, we'll talk to Kyler, we'll talk to DeAndre, and all of them will downplay it. They'll, they'll say it's nothing, and probably as they, as they rightfully should, um, you, especially with you being in marketing. Um, they definitely don't want to, you know, bring any extra juice to the fire that needs to be added to it, right? Just kind of say what you need to say, go up to the podium, and move on, and don't try to bring any more attention to it. That's true. It has the juice. You just made me think of the corn song just now. <laughs> Okay, so moving on from that, um, I was reading on Twitter, I make some bookmarks of things that I want to talk about or things that caught my eye. I have a couple from you. I have one um, from Jody um, Oler from Fox Sports 910 AM, and uh, they had done a wrap-up of the hard knocks. And there were a few things said in there. One kind of goes hand in hand with what we were talking about. And it was, um, Kyler, let me read this right. Kyler seems to win alone and lose alone. And I think that was highlighted in this episode. And I don't think it was for show. I think that we've been talking about this all season, that Kyler is very temperamental. He's very competitive. Um, and a lot of people think that behavior is somewhat toddler-esque. 
And that comes up, and that's not a shot at his height either. It's a behavior comment. Said it. <laughs> um, wow, that was fun. And <laughs> it came across in the episode. There's a lot of like helmet slamming and walking away and stomping off. So I think that that's a very valid point that Kyler wins alone and loses alone. Does does that um, come across in person at practices? Is that something that's visible? Does it affect the team camaraderie at all? You know, I, I'm not I'm not so sure alone might be the right word for it. What I will say is that Kyler places a lot on his shoulders, and that's kind of what you have to do as a, a franchise quarterback in the NFL. You know, if if you win, you're going to get all the praise. If you lose, you're going to get all the criticism. And it's kind of just how it is. But, you know, especially with even dating back to the offseason, the, the whole contract thing with Kyler, and then, you know, you have the whole like, Call of Duty jokes about him and stuff, added on to his height. And, you know, he hasn't exactly really done himself any favors on or off the field. So he's going to be a, an easy target. Um, I see why a lot of people would get that feeling. Um, but I, I, I have a hard time buying that he's not like winning or losing alone. I, I, I just really think he takes the attitude of this is my team. I need to be the one to write the ship. Um, he, he said multiple times he does not care who gets the ball. And in the Cardinals offense that features plenty of weapons, sometimes there's going to be games where maybe somebody does not get the ball as much as they should. Now, granted, should Ronda Moore have gotten 10 targets to the five that DeAndre Hopkins saw? Absolutely not. But, you know, that might be a game planning thing. That might be, you know, like whatever you want to call it. And I think at the end of the day, everybody does not see Kyler Murray and how frustrated he gets after a loss. I've seen him sit at his locker fuming after a loss to the point where he pushed our media availability with him probably back 45 minutes to an hour just because he needed to sink himself back down, center himself before he went up to the podium and started talking some crazy mm -hmm. stuff. Um, he wants to win. And I think everything around him now is kind of being amplified because the Cardinals are three and six, because there's a ton of pressure because his head coach might get fired because he received a monster extension in the offseason. So I think it's a giant culmination of all of the factors we just discussed kind of being funneled down into, you know, Kyler kind of looking like that. What I will say though, um, you know, to kind of touch on uh, Jody Oler's point, he does at times, come across as not a selfish guy, but definitely a um, more so focused on what he needs to do as opposed to kind of generally speaking about the team. Yeah. I mean, fair point. I only can see what the average fan can see. Um, and I feel like uh, the show did a good job of maybe, maybe it was slightly over dramatic compared to what, how you just explained it. Um, but I think that's a fair, fair characteriz characterization of what's going on. And the same for Cliff Kingsbury. I feel like he was shown in a light that a lot of people view him in. I don't know that it was necessary to take a tour of his mansion. <laughs> You know, or, whenever I heard that they were going to be doing it, I mean, everybody kind of assumed, right? Because, you know, you go back to the NFL draft a couple of years ago and the picture of him sitting in his house with the draft set up blew up. So 
the, the moment Hard Knocks was able to go inside of his home, and granted, it's a beautiful home. I, I told mm-hmm. that to my wife. It's a tremendous house, but it, it didn't do him any favors by some of the things he had in there and how he like talked about some of the things within the house. But he's in a much higher tax bracket than I, so I don't think I can say too much. <laughs> Exactly. I felt like, wow, this, like you said, it's not doing him any favors among um, fans and non-fans alike. Something that Jody called out in his article that made me giggle. The quote is, next, we get a tour of Cliff's mansion. It's decorated like someone went to the 2022 version of Spencer's Gifts and bought wall art for a single 43-year-old man. Yeah, I I think the the giant <laughs> canvas of the lion with the crown on it, and then Cliff kind of like doubling down saying he's a Leo. and <laughs> Standing there with no socks and loafers, and I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. The movie but- room looked phenomenal, by the way. What was that? The movie room looked phenomenal. Oh yeah, it did. It really looked great. I mean, it's a it's an amazing house. It has an amazing view. He was not wrong about Camelback Mountain. It's literally like the hardest hike in all of Phoenix. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a great show. I love that. There are just certain things that make you sit back and kind of giggle. Um, so there's that. Um, talking about last week. There were a couple of tweets. You had already mentioned how uh, Rondale Moore had a very large share of targets. Personally, I was happy to see that um, because I really like Rondale Moore. I love uh, his role. I love to see an expanded role. However, it's Hopkins that brings us, um, are we going to say juice again? More juice with the squeeze? Um <laughs> So having Hopkins kind of sit back was difficult. And uh, there were a couple of tweets out there about Hopkins, a good one and one that seemed disappointed. And I, there were many, many, but I know that these are a couple of people who do watch the show. So I'm going to share my screen and fans. I have not shared my screen on this show before. So let's just see what happens here. I am going to share my screen and I'm going to share a tab and I'm going (laughs) to pick the tab. Oh my goodness. I'm doing it. I'm really doing it. Ta-da. Hopefully that worked. If not, I'm going to read it. My friend Chris here, Chris Benavides who is part of the Kamish crew, one of my very first writing platforms here on Twitter. They have a great blog, a great podcast, a great group of guys. Chris said only five targets to Hopkins with two minutes left in the game is unacceptable. And uh, there was a lot of comments like that happening on Twitter during the game, at least that part. Now you can see all my bookmarks. I've got Donnie a couple times, three times, Jody, Ian Rappaport. Here's the other one I wanted to get to about Hopkins. Andrew Nordmeyer, Phoenix 
friend, friend of the show, um, he had sent me some um, diagrams of Hopkins and his routes and how they haven't changed over the years at all. And then he says, look at that. They moved Hopkins to the right side and he scored a TD. Who would have ever thunk it? I mean, make a change. Good things can happen. And then the last tweet I wanted to share was about this coming week. Scott Allen at AZ Sports Guy. He happens to be my neighbor or one of my neighbors in Phoenix. Uh, Scott says the whole team is injured. Just call it a season. L-O-L. So that is where we're at on some of our fan tweets. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. I have no idea what that looked like, but hopefully it was rad. And <laughs> talk about it just a little bit. Speaking of the whole team being injured, you um, had been putting out some tweets about what was going on. We have uh, Buddha Baker out Sunday with a high ankle sprain. I'm assuming that is still solid. Is that correct? Yeah, that looks pretty solid. He was not at practice today. Um, obviously, he was listed as a uh, did not participate in practice on Wednesday as well. Um, we saw Ian Rappaport tweet that um, probably an hour after we had talked to Cliff Kingsbury and Cliff didn't bothered to bring it up at all. So on Wednesday, um, it was interesting because he said it happened early in the game. He played through it. But then if you watched Hard Knocks, um, you would see that he hurt himself uh, like a little bit later into the fourth quarter. And by the way, because, you know, kind of touching on your Hard Knocks appreciation, I have also have a deep appreciation for it. I really love kind of how they like zoom in towards like different angles and um, stuff that like not even like media members are able to see. Uh, part of that being Buda Baker's family, you know, his younger sister. I thought mm -hmm. they did a really good job incorporating her into the show. And um, he, he talked right after the game. He was like, I'm hurting. He's like, I, my ankle hurts pretty much. Um, so Rappaport tweeted that out and said he would miss one to two weeks. Um, there is an extra days of rest um, before the 49ers game since they do play on Monday night as opposed to Sunday. So hopefully uh, they will be able to get him back for that. But yeah, it does look like at least this weekend, Buddha won't be there. Okay. Well, there's some hope, but probably out. And then um, we have Kyler Murray and this hammy. Do you have any news on Kyler's hamstring injury? So Kyler Murray was spotted during the open portion of practice today, available to media members. Um, he did lightly jog around on that hamstring. Obviously, he wasn't running full speed. We really didn't um, get to see him do anything. Hamstrings are tough because hamstrings are just that one nagging injury that can pop up at any time. You know, it can... Um, you know, look good for 49 plays, but on the 50th play, something could just happen to it and that'll mess everything up for you. Um, personally, I, I would still anticipate Kyler to play. Um, he played through it last Sunday. Um, if it was really, really serious, I don't think we would have seen him at practice on Thursday today. Um, he seemed to be moving about it fine. And like we kind of touched on a little bit earlier in the show, he is a competitor. He's going to try his very, very best to be out there. He knows it's pretty much at this point, do or die for the Cardinals. And it's going to take a lot for him to miss this game. I agree. It's just exactly what you said. Hamstring injuries are tricky and they can become worse. Like 
a million times worse. So I'm sure that they're taking it very seriously. And hopefully Kyler's being upfront with his doctors and his team on the status of his injury. Um, of course, we would love to see him play and compete and pull us out of this hole if possible. It's just so difficult when there are so many key injuries happening um, on, on the team. But it's not unique to the Cardinals. We have Matthew Stafford who enter, entered the concussion protocol this week. And um, last I had seen, based on what you had been sharing, and then I did some follow-up Googling today prior to the show, it's unlikely for him to play. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so uh, right before we started the show, actually, somebody had reported that Matthew Stafford was not um, shown during the open portion of practice for Rams media, which is obviously not a good sign for him. Um, Sean McVay talked with reporters yesterday, I believe, and said that the concussion likely happened during the game, but he did not like show signs of it until like the the day or two after. Um, I, I think you're probably hitting the nail right on the head when you say it's very, not very, um, right now it looks unlikely that Matthew Stafford does play. Um, so if that's the case, John Wolford, which is a name that many Cardinals fans unfortunately know already, um, you know, beating them in week 17 of the 2020 season to put the Rams in the playoffs and officially knock the Cardinals out of playoff contention. Um, it looks like he would get the start there. We talked to Vance Joseph today and we were like, hey, if Matthew Stafford doesn't play, how does that change things? And VJ basically said that that Sean McVay's system is so concrete and everything that they do that like it's not going to impact a whole, whole lot just in terms of how they game plan. So, I mean, either way, speaking of injuries, their entire offensive line is banged up, by the way, too. The Cardinals are not the only team dealing with at least right. interior injuries. So, um, you know, the, the Rams and the Cardinals basically mirror each other just in terms of a very poor record, um, you know, injuries out the wazoo. The only difference is the Rams have a nice little Super Bowl trophy to show for their efforts last year, and the Cardinals don't. Exactly. Um, I don't anticipate this to be a really fun, exciting, super game, but I could be totally wrong. Maybe the games where everybody's banged up, those sometimes end up being the most fun. So here's the hoping that it's a good game worth watching and we all have a good time with that. I will say, um, like, this season for the NFL has been some of the wonkiest football I have ever watched. So I, I am not going to put anything out of question. I agree. It has been wild, totally wild, unpredictable. And also, you know, as a side gig, doing content and even doing sports betting and trying to handicap has been nearly impossible, I feel like, this season. Um so I can't imagine what it must be like to be reporting and then be like, just kidding. Now this is happening. Just kidding. Now this is happening. <laughs> yep. It's, it, it, it's a roller coaster without a seatbelt. Got to stay buckled in as tight as possible. That is the best analogy ever. I'm going to use that from now on. I would love to stay in chat. However, um, I am a work and we are in the middle of a product launch here. So I'm going to have to say goodbye. Um, you can tweet at us at Donnie Druin. If you have specific reportery like questions, if you have nonsense that you want to talk about, 
definitely hit me up at Kelly and Phoenix, catch up on my latest spider in my bed adventures. Um, today I have a haunted shoe. So there's a lot, there's a lot going on besides Cardinals football. Um, and follow at sick pod Kelly. If you want to be featured on the podcast, I think I should create some graphics. I'll see how that sharing of the screen went. Always trying something new around here. Before we go, Donnie, I know you're doing something new. I'm not going to treat you like a competitor. If you have something you're working on and you want to share, spill it. Yeah, so uh, we at All Cardinals have actually just launched our um, YouTube podcast. Go find our YouTube channel. Just type in All Cardinals. Um, I put up a video of Justin Pugh sticking up for Matt Amendola a couple of weeks ago, and that somehow has 150,000 views on YouTube. I have no idea how that happened weeks ago. People are still watching it. Stop watching it. Watch the new content, please. So it's type in YouTube, All Cardinals. You see the logo and stuff. We do giveaways. I uh, mean, you know, we, we do a live podcast just like Kelly a couple times a week. So definitely after you listen to the sick podcast with Kelly Singh, go and check us out at All Cardinals. Thank you. It's very gracious of you. Um, again, thank you so much. It's always a joy having you on. You bring such a unique um, vision. Uh, I don't think vision's the right word, but people know I use the wrong words all the time. But you bring that uniqueness, and I appreciate it. So let's do this again sometime. Absolutely. I'm always down to come on. So thank you so much for having me. You bet. And until next week, we will see you then. Stay sick. Bye. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.